Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Coffee on Unsafe Space. Today is Thursday, September 12th, and my internet's working. I'm Carter, and I'm joined, as always, by the bad mamma jamma, Carrie Smith, whose internet is always working, but sometimes her computer fails. I have a lot of computer failures, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think people appreciated you making the effort to get, to do it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> It was a colossal effort, actually. But and I'm sorry, my audio was bad. I, I think it's because QuickTime recorded your um, computer mic instead of your real mic. Yeah, I think but so. Next time we know. Next time we know. Plus, the people trimming trees outside didn't help. Which one is that there, Carrie? This is Teddy. Do you remember Teddy? I vaguely do. Isn't Teddy blind or something? No, that's Jack. Oh. Teddy wears a diaper, though, because oh. Teddy... Likes to I mark. knew there was something wrong with him because all of your dogs are special needs <laughs> dogs. <laughs> this is kind of true. <laughs> so I, I don't know what that says about you, but it says something. <laughs> well, um, so today I want to talk about everybody's talking about this Hasbro game. There's been there've been a couple of Hasbro things in the news recently, and I just I find it really interesting. So I was hoping we could talk about that. Yeah, I mean, there was the, so you and I spent, before the show, we spent some time trying to figure out the ones that we've seen in the, on, in the Twitterverse recently, or that I've seen is, uh, you and I both saw the Millennial, Monopoly for Millennials, and we saw Monopoly Socialism Edition, uh, and more recently, we've just seen this Miss Monopoly, which a couple of people have let us know about. Um, for the Socialism one and the Millennial one, they appear to be legitimate because they're using the Hasbro brand, but they're not on Hasbro's website. There's no news like press release from Hasbro. My suspicion is that Hasbro is licensing Monopoly to people and letting them make their Monopoly versions for a fee, but they're not like on Hasbro's site. I don't know. But if like you pointed out, Carrie, if you go to Amazon, you can buy Monopoly Socialism and, and they're and it links to the the seller is Monopoly, and that's where all the other Monopoly games are. Um, right. So I want to share something. So first, there's the millennial one, right? And this causes a stir. I'm sharing. Look at just look at these headlines. Hasbro's Monopoly for millennials cashes in on millennial something something. But this is this is from Vox, which is an it's insulting. Yeah. So it's insulting. So that's that one is saying it's negative, right? That it's not funny. They have to be funny. Ha and then the second one, Hasbro's so That's because monopoly. the left has no sense of humor, but that's separate. That's true. <laughs> but then the second one is Hasbro's new Monopoly for Millennials game is an insulting da-da-da-da-da. Uh, the next one, Hasbro's Monopoly for Millennials upsets a generation. So all of these, uh, you know, mocks young people, <laughs> insulting. Uh, every, every single one of these, oh my gosh. Oh, wait, I thought that was a commercial for it, but it's not. Um, but every single one of these is kind of talking about the problems with it. So SJWs did not like this game. <laughs> and Thus proving the point that there needs to be a special millennial edition of Monopoly because you're whiners. Right. <laughs> well, that, yeah. I mean, kind of not that you need to be, but like, I, it's, it's like when, uh, I don't know you kind of accuse them of being hypersensitive and needing their own Monopoly game, and they hypersensitively react about being insulted. They do. It's like, well, all look right. At the, look at the cover I, of this game. Good uh, counter-argument, guys. 
So Monopoly for millennials, forget real estate. You can't afford it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Just like you can buy various strains of weed? It's... uh, I think it's stuff about veganism. I think I think they make fun of. Let's see. The soy factory you can purchase. Probably. <laughs> you can buy it at Walmart. Which makes me think it's like endorsed by Hasbro, right? Oh wait, yeah. There's a quote right there that says Hasbro explained something. So. Oh, let's see. Uh, yeah, bring it, bring that back up. In an email to CNN, Hasbro explained they intend to game in a spirit of millennial solidarity. With many of us being millennials ourselves, we understand the seemingly endless struggles and silly generalizations that young millennials can face. And we can't even. (laughs) (laughs) So we created the game to provide fans with a lighthearted experience that allows millennials to take a break from real life and laugh at the relatable experiences and labels that can sometimes be placed on them. And indeed, and so that was, that was the quote from Hasbro. So then the article continues, and indeed, at least some millennials could not even, quote, <laughs> the whole thing feels out of touch with what my age group actually wants or likes, one real-life millennial told CNN. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. they didn't like it, and they, everybody went on Twitter, and they were all upset about it. And the, wow. joke, the joke is that millennials have no money, and they love avocado toast and sharing bicycles. True. True things. <laughs> So that, there was that one. And I, that's interesting to me because it's like, as you and I know, we, we did a whole episode on woke ads. Like a lot of these corporations are going where culture is going. Culture is going towards SJW ideology. And so there's all these companies now who are virtue signaling in their commercials. So it's, it's not, they're not telling you anything about their deodorant or their razors. It's all about how women need equal pay, which we have. And how racism is bad, which, yeah, it is. And it's like, but tell me about your product. Like, so, so this was interesting to me because this is a company doing the opposite. It, it seemed like. It's like, this is a company that's kind of having a little bit of fun and making fun of some sacred cows, right? I, it seems like it to me. It seems like they have a sense of humor because then there's the monopoly socialism one which I can see here on Amazon, you can buy. It's expensive, but presumably that's a supply and demand problem. Uh, but it's, I mean, I guess I can, I guess I can show it. Um, yeah, show that one and let's read something about it. Cause that one, I mean, that one is really, that one really made them upset. Yeah, Hasbro Monopoly socialism board game. Uh, it says board game parody, but Hasbro's, logo with their registered trademark symbol is on the package so and and this and this monopoly uh mark here is is clearly copyrighted it's not it's not the it's clearly a trademark so this is not this is not just a knockoff unrelated to hasbro they would get their butt sued so hasbro approved of this and uh, I don't really know how the monopoly, I don't know how monopoly socialism works, but uh, the title here says, the subtitle, it says, winning is for capitalists, <laughs> which, you know, it's pretty funny. I imagine the reviews, are the reviews on this? Here's a description of it. So players move around the board contributing to community projects unless they can steal projects to get ahead, contribute to the community fund unless you choose to deplete it. 
consider the best interest of the group unless you want to forget that and just do what you need to do. So <laughs> in the Monopoly Socialism game, players move around the board working together to make a better community by managing and contributing to projects such as a no-tip vegan restaurant, an all-winner's school, or a museum of co-creation. <laughs> <sighs> But they have a community fund and there's all this funny stuff like if uh, according to CNN says that uh, players who pass go are get are given a $50 living wage instead of the standard $200. <laughs> Good. I mean, that's, it's kind of funny. And, uh, but then this Miss Monopoly thing is different. Okay. So yeah, so th there's the socialism one, which is uh, again, much like the millennial one, taking it even further and making fun of some sacred cows. And that would really upset some of the elite media, blue checkmark journalists on Twitter. But then they come out with this Ms. one. And so I find it fascinating because the Ms. one seems to be on the surface, kind of a woke game, right? Do you have yeah. a picture of it? This one we know, not only is it like Hasbro branded, but Hasbro actually has a press release about it and an ad about it. So we're 100% we're 100 certain that Hasbro's like A-OK -okay behind this one. And the commercial, the commercial's kind of sweet. It has pictures of, uh, or video clips of mostly preteen and teen girls who are working on, her in STEM working on inventions. So one girl's trying to invent something to detect lead in water. Another girl is trying to detect, uh, I forget, additives or something in drinks. Another girl is trying to detect sinkholes before they sink. So there's this, you know, you, the, the beginning of the ad is, is this, and then in the ad they show, uh, they give them this uh, Monopoly thing, and it's, there's a letter from Hasbro saying here, you know, we're giving you one of the first editions of Miss Monopoly, and it's, it's to support you. We support what you're doing. We support your work. And normally Monopoly comes with $20,000 of Monopoly money. And part of the fun is wishing, you know, pretending it was real. For you, it is real. Here's $20,000 of actual money in your Monopoly game. And good luck with, you know, your project. And, you know, I hope you use this to, to forward your, your, your research and your invention. And there's no talk in the commercial. There's no real talk about... The wage gap. There is talk at the beginning um, of girls saying, well, in the past, women just stayed in the kitchen and blah, 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 but now we invent things. Fine. Um, but the actual game is have, an attempt to combat the wage gap. Do you have a picture of it? Here's a picture. This is the, the first, it says, the first game where women make more than men, which if I were a female, I'd be a little bit insulted by because um, my daughters beat me up and my wife have beat me at Monopoly before. Yeah. Uh, so, so by definition, they've made more money than me. So Monopoly. when they pass go, women get, if you're a woman, you get $240 instead of 200 right. So it is insulting. Look, I mean, this, I, I have a sense of humor. I can laugh at this. But part of me thinks, so I have, I have two minds on this. Part of me thinks that this is actually them highlighting how ridiculous this woke stuff is but maybe i'm wrong maybe it, they're really just being woke because it's so insulting to say women need an extra money in the game 
just because they're a woman. By virtue of being a woman, you need a hand up. I'm wondering, based on the millennial game as well and the socialist game, that I'm wondering if the Hasbro people are aware of the of woke culture and trying to dance around the sidelines in a kind of a semi tongue in cheek way while not not actually like kind of fitting in and like pretending to fit in a little bit but but like doing it a little bit tongue in cheek and hoping that it's playful enough that people won't notice i mean it is hard to tell the difference between parody and leftism what leftist yeah. ideology nowadays because things are so ridiculous yeah right i mean, I mean this is a sexist game on its face it's well, they sexist. could make a race version, like where there's reparation. Yeah. The game starts out where all the white people give half of their money to all the black people at the table. Like that's how it starts because of reparations. Like you could you could do this for a lot of things. It would be funny, kind of. Um, I don't know. It's hard to criticize them because I. I it's good that like I don't want to criticize philanthropy. It's cool that they're they're giving those young women money to work on their inventions. And I'm not entirely sure they're serious about this game. I know, I know people on the right are like up in arms about it. I'm just, I don't know whether to take it seriously. I don't know if people on the right are up in arms about it. I've seen some Twitter complaints about how crazy it is. And you uh, know, you look well, at these crazy leftists and feminists. And it's like, yeah, but I don't know that that's what they mean. They might be mocking it. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think they might be kind of making fun of the idea that women need an extra $40 while simultaneously doing some philanthropy. And that's why it's hard to tell with, because this is so ridiculous and over the top. I look at it and I, when I first saw it, I laughed. I, I yeah, laughed silly. at it the way, the way I did the millennial game. It's like women are so feeble and dumb that they need $40 extra than men. And one of the, I think one of the press releases pull up, there was something where they, or a spokesperson said something like, um, so they can see what it feels like to be treated like a man. Really? Because the man's not getting the extra money. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to be treated to get what men get. Well, the man's not getting extra money by virtue of just being a man. A fun, so in their press release, they write, a fun spin in the game that creates a world where women have an advantage often enjoyed by men. Yeah, that's, that's the line I was thinking of. An advantage often enjoyed by men. Not as often as you might think, though, Carrie. You mentioned that the wage gap is a little bit of a, little bit of a myth. The wage gap has been debunked so many times. And, it has. Uh, but people continue, they persist in believing in it. And I was reading a little bit about it before we did um, the show because I was trying to refresh my memory about the stats. And... Yep. I was looking at this Forbes article that's called <laughs> don't buy into the, uh, don't buy into the gender pay gap myth written by a woman. Yep. Um, and this was from 2016 and she's talking about um, how the white house at the time, the Obama white house had a whole page uh, on equal pay the White House Equal Pay website reports, quote, on average, full-time working women earn just 78 cents for every dollar a man earns, end quote. So the, the government is putting out this idea. Why would the government want women to think that they earn less money than men when they don't? 
Well, because the government wants to be daddy and be your savior. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and which party, so I'm starting to see a lot about my former party. Um, <laughs> not that I'm a Republican, I'm an independent now, but I was a lifelong Democrat before, and I'm starting to see a few things about them that I, I couldn't see when I was a Democrat. Why would the Democratic Party want women to believe that they're being screwed over by a patriarchal society and that the Democrats are on their side. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the, this stuff, this, the, you know, you see 78 cents, sometimes you see 82 cents, um, depending on the year of the study. Um, this stuff is based on a, a survey of all full-time employees uh, and the median, the median, which is different than the mean, oddly enough, I don't, know why they use the median, but let's assume it's because uh, the numbers work out better for them. I don't know. <laughs> Although I would think the, the mean actually would be worse, but whatever. Um, and they take the medium, but it doesn't include, uh, you know, full-time basically means 35 hours or more. So it doesn't include, you know, guys working 60 hours a week and women leaving after 40 hours, right? It doesn't include how much... Um, how much time they've put in. It doesn't include experience levels. And you, you mentioned the other day, a lot of women have kids, take a break, come back. So they might yeah. also be 50 years old working with a 50 year old man side by side, but he's got more experience because she took yeah, five or 10 you years have off. To take those factors into account, right? It doesn't but take like any of those into account. When the, so first of all, they lump everyone in. And then even when they specifically, when they pull out the full-time stats, because sometimes they do, Full-time officially means 35 hours per week or more. But men are more likely to take the jobs where they're working 60 and 80-hour weeks. Right. And so women who are working 35-hour weeks or 40-hour weeks are being lumped in with men who are working 80-hour weeks, and then they're saying, why are the men making more money? Right. <laughs> and the wage gap um, gets much, much smaller when you, when you account for those things. And then uh, in addition, one of the things that they do is they group careers in a really weird way. So one example I found here is that they look at, for example, people in social science and they say, if we just look at social science, women earn only 83 uh, cent, cents on the dollar. Now, by the way, just to be clear, um, even if averages are different, that doesn't mean women earn 80, 83 cents on the dollar or 82 cents on the dollar. It doesn't mean that a woman will necessarily earn less than a man. It means on average, they're earning less, and obviously you need to look at multivariate factors for why that would be, not just patriarchy. Uh, but um, when they break it out into like social science, they do this kind of cheating thing. So social science, for example, includes both economics and sociology majors. Um, and economics, economics majors have a median, inco median income of $70,000. Sociology majors have a median income of $40,000. Most economics majors are male. Most sociology majors, female. So if you start lumping things into categories like that, where, you know, oh, most of the men are in this different field, it doesn't, but you're considering them the same thing. Yeah, women economists probably earn the same as male economists, but women sociologists do earn less than male economists. And male sociologists earn less than women economists because... Economics is a more useful major, or at least it's more in demand in the market. Yeah. So, 
it is but, it's a total myth and whenever you know the other i, I also want to talk about something carrie that's but it uh, keeps people feeling like it keeps women what i like i what i don't like about it is it's such a lie and i feel like the people who push this lie they have to know it's a lie now, now, everyone who believes it doesn't have to know that it's a lie because it's a convincing narrative, and, the, and it's pushed by the media and politicians. It's pushed every. It was pushed on the. It was on the White House website. But see, I feel like I'm starting to think those those politicians and the people putting it on the White House website know what that what they're saying is a lie, and they know they're they're manipulating statistics to try and convince people of something that's not true, and that makes me upset. <laughs> yeah, that's it should. Simple. It should. And also, we've talked about this before. This is something that the left loves to do, right? Keep in mind, their goal is just authoritarianism. So they come up with some outcome they don't like. And in probably the most unscientific thing you could do is to just slap on a politically convenient univariate solution and say, it's because of blah, blah, blah. The cause is this one reason, which happens to nicely fit my political narrative. The end. No more, no more research. When in fact, you know, humans are very complex. Almost none of this stuff has a single cause. And I'm going to bring up something that probably will piss people off, but maybe it'll piss you off, but I doubt it because it's fact. Here's the IQ distributions for males and females. Why is this? I don't know. Don't shoot me. I'm the messenger. This is, this is how biology formed. This is how we formed. How dare you, Carter? I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> so let's look at now. I don't, I don't know if these numbers are exactly accurate. This might be an exaggerated curve, but it doesn't matter because it's here to make a point. So the orange line is the distribution of female IQs. And if you'll see, it's a bell curve uh, based on this, their IQ bracket, this would be centered at 4.5. Um, and it's a very, uh, it's a tall and narrow bell curve. So what that means is that most of the women are grouped between three and six, a very large percentage and very small amounts are, are below the IQ bracket of three and above the IQ bracket of six. So on average, here you can see a lot of women in the, meet, in the middle. But if you look at the, man cur the, the curve for males, also centered at 4.5. Now, I'm not sure their actual averages are the same in, in real life. I think there might be a slight difference, but that's irrelevant for this discussion. Um, also average at 4.5, but the men's bell curve is so flatter clear, and wider. Be, yes, just to be clear, the female one is the red one and the male one is the blue one. Yes, the female okay. one is this orange one here oh, orange. and the male one is this blue one. And so what, what does that mean practically? Well, what you would expect from this if you weren't an ideologue, you would look at this and you can change these labels. You can know like category X and category Y of people. You don't have to say male and female. You just look at these two graphs and you say, well, the people in the orange graph are probably less likely to be in super high powered leadership positions and also less likely to be destitute. They're more likely to be in the middle if IQ is correlated to success, which it, it is. So, and you would look at this and you say, well, the people in the blue, they're more likely to have some outliers because if you'll notice, what this means, there's more people under the blue curve out at the extreme end. Right, extreme there's, more end. there's more but, outliers on the right, blue Right, but end. there's also more outliers at the extreme low end. And it just so happens that fits with exactly what we see. 
something like 70, 71% of homeless people are men. Why? Probably related. I'm not saying it's a univariate cause, but one of the causes is probably this low end of the bell curve. There are more really stupid men than there are really stupid women. Biologically, that's just how IQ works. But there, there are, are also, there also more, more brilliant, brilliant men. intelligent. Uh, allow me to say this. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Since you're talking about men and women, I'm yeah. joking. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that there's there's more. There's yes, more. There's also more brilliant men. Yes, and that's what you would expect from these distributions. It's not sexist to point that out. And it doesn't mean, you know, going back to this curve, it doesn't mean that if you're a woman, you can't be way out here at eight. It just means the odds are, the odds are smaller. That's all and it means. And not odds. It just means there's fewer women who are out there. It doesn't mean that they're, I don't even think of that as odds. I mean, I guess it's odds, but. I, I, the, the probability that you'll have the skill set and, and intellect to be the to get the Nobel Prize in physics, for example, which is something that feminists complain about, right? They complain about a lot of the STEM Nobel Prizes because they're, uh, by, by far, they are awarded to men. Well, the answer to that is probably multivariate. It may involve a lot of things, but one of the things it likely involves is mm, the outliers at the high end more likely to be male. That's just how the IQ distributions work. Well, and we've talked about this before, but the women who are outliers at the high end, there's the statistic about women who tend to be highly gifted, uh, are highly gifted in more than one area. So they have more options than the men. Who yes. To, so women who are very highly gifted and talented in math and science are usually also gifted in, um, you know, uh, Verbal, verbal skills, skills or, verbal, yeah. which I'm fumbling. It's funny. I'm fumbling. <laughs> but they're more, they're more articulate. They have skills in other areas. They have good people skills. They're high. It's not just math and science. And so men though, men typically on average, men who are the outliers and very gifted in math and science are not as gifted in other areas. And so I think that's a huge reason why I'm always shocked that people don't talk about that more often when they talk about the distribution of women in STEM careers. It's like, well, if a woman who's really great at science and math also is great in these other ways and decides to go, there are more women who end up working in the biological sciences, for example, I'm pretty yeah. sure. And there are more women who end up working in healthcare and stuff with right. people. This and, gets back to that yeah. like newborn thing. Women, like newborn baby girls stare at faces more and newborn baby boys stare at things more. Like there's a, there's also, there's personality differences that come to play in terms of career choice. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't mean all men. It doesn't mean all women, but uh, you know, Jordan Peterson talks about this uh, in terms of negotiating power. So one reason that women may be paid less sometimes might be they tend to, um, score higher on agreeableness, I believe, and they tend to be not as good negotiators on average. They're not as aggressive and forceful negotiators. And well, in, in the free market, you often get what you can negotiate. And if you're not going to negotiate, well, the, a woman who's not negotiating is going to do just as poorly as a man who's not negotiating well. But 
a woman who negotiates strongly will do just as well as a man who negotiates strongly. It's just that women on average have a, have different personality. They make different choices and they often don't negotiate um, as hard. In fact, th this reminds me actually, Carrie, did you see that? You might've sent me this Jordan Peterson clip, although someone else might've, where he talked about the law firm that he had been consulting with and uh, how there are people complaining generally that if, if society, if companies would just organize themselves around a more female-centric uh, collaborative method rather than a male-centric hierarchy. Were you the one who sent me that clip or no? I don't think so. It's fascinating. He talks about, and he's, he's right, he, he talks about, um, he coached a lot of women, uh, and he, I guess he worked for some law firms uh, helping women negotiate and, and do that kind of thing, helping close the pay gap, essentially. And, and he was commenting that a lot of women, once they, you know, superstars, kicked ass through college, came out, worked their ass off, you know, made partner by 30, but then stopped and realized like, oh, all there is is more work after this. Like, this is, <laughs> all these guys do is work. This is what my life is going to be. I don't want that. I'm going to leave and go start a family because she probably married a very high status male who's also making a bunch of money. So money isn't really the driving factor and she can go home and have kids and that's what she'd rather do. And he was talking about law firms having a, a problem keeping really, really good talented women because they get to a certain point and they're like, yeah, screw this. I'm, I'm going to have kids. Um, and, and, and then you know what, SJWs want us to do what? is to promote and and give breaks to and and push women into those jobs just so they can say we have 50-50 representation women who aren't qualified to be there. Right. Right. And the other thing he was pointing out that the the social justice left does is they they say well, you know, when he brings up this you have to negotiate in order to get your your salary, you get your raise, you have to be a better negotiator. And he points that out and he points out um, what, I, what I just said, where there's kind of a, a workaholic cutthroat thing. Um, he points out that they, they say, well, we just need to have more collaborative. This is because it's a male-centric patriarchal structure and that's the problem. And if, you know, you could have companies organized, organized differently. And he points out how ridiculous that is, at least in the free market. Because the example he gives is when your client calls at 3 a.m. and you're one of these lawyers, well, you either take, like your client wants you to do it now, you either take the call and do it now or lose the business to the more aggressive associate who's willing to get up at 3 a.m. on a Sunday, take the call and do it now. That structure, like the competition is inherent in the marketplace. In the marketplace, people will find the best for the least amount of money. And that's what creates this dynamic. It's not the patriarchy. It's, it's the free market. It's voluntary exchange between people saying, well, I, I want the cheapest for the best. I want the best for the, as cheap as I can get. And that creates this competitive environment. Yes, males are also more competitive, but that's probably why they thrive in this environment. Yeah. I don't like those type of environments. I sure. mean, it's anecdotal. A people, as a woman, I don't, well, like, I don't like competing with my coworkers over stuff. But a lot of guys love it. I mean, a sales organization, for example, sales guys, I'm not a, I never, the sales guy community never resonated with me as, as an engineer. I always 
you know, was focused on making the thing, not selling the thing. But uh, yeah, look at the, the community of salespeople, regardless of gender, it's pretty competitive generally. It's, they, they, uh, they compete over who gets the, you know, who closes the, the contract first, who gets the bigger bonus, who sells more X, Y, Z. It's incredibly competitive, incredibly competitive. That's, and that's the nature of the job. That's not the patriarchy. It's the patriarchy, Carter. Okay. Well, <laughs> we can well, solve Ms. the Monopoly, issue by, there's a homelessness gap, Carrie. Yeah. And we could solve it if only more women were encouraged to be homeless. Be homeless, yes. So, Carrie, is the next thing that we're going to see is girls growing up with Miss Monopoly, where they get $240 for pass and go every time. And then they're gonna get out in the real world and only get $200 for pass and go. No, that's not true. Metaphorically. No. Oh, we're they won't? No, we're remaking society. I mean, you and I have done videos on this. They're lowering standards for girls to get into engineering schools well, that now. won't ultimately work for them. Well, it's gonna work for a little while because these people are having their way with remaking society to fit their messed up idea of utopia and equality and it's not equal. And so for a little while, yeah, yeah some of these women are going to get jobs that they don't deserve and they're going to get to schools where the, the standards have been lowered for them and they're going to be coddled like Molly coddled. And they're going to, but they're going to feel awfully oppressed though when it falls apart. Oh yes. Cause it's unsustainable. Yeah. Just, uh, I just as a, a, a quick aside, having hired scores of people in my career, if women cost less but did the same thing for the same work, you would have women in all of these fields. Like this is, you buy the cheapest labor that you can that does the job as well as you can. Like you, you hire the best people. I mean, rule one is you hire the best people you can. For the, for the price you can afford. And if women were genuinely being paid less, you wouldn't have all these complaints that there aren't enough women in positions of power or women in STEM fields or women here or women there because they would be hired. Like, yes, there are, there are misogynist people and there are, there are pockets of people who make irrational hiring decisions, but those don't last long-term in the market. Like long-term, the person who hires the best people, regardless of gender, does better. And business people are not dumb. They know that. And so it's not even in their self-interest to be misogynistic. That's yeah. not how the free market works. I agree. But... You know. Well, thank you for indulging me with Hasbro. Yeah. I like Monopoly. It's a fun game. Um, let's hope this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek, I guess. I don't need to hope. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can we, that's like the most depressing thing I've heard in a while. I don't need to hope. No, I mean, I don't. Just the way like you said it. Dude. Oh, <laughs> I just don't, I don't care either way if it is or not. I, I, th I think it's interesting if it is. I think it's interesting if it's tongue in cheek, but I'm not going to yeah. spend time hoping. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. 
<laughs> That's what I meant. Um, okay. So thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we're going to be doing deprogram today. You'll probably see deprogram before you see this video. And um, we are doing a live video book club chat on Sunday, September 15th. So if you'd like to join and you haven't already, please send us an email at speak at unsafespace.com and let us know you want to be part of it. We're going to be discussing George Orwell's 1984.